Welcome to Slacker Motor Radio with Brad and Addison. Based out of the Pacific Northwest, we're talking motorcycles and the motorcycle community, and we're excited to have this hour with you. Here we go. Welcome back, Slackers. Brad, how you doing today? I'm doing good. We always started off the same, the same exact way. way. It, it's I'm like just clockwork, saying, man. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Addison? Uh, see, you change it up. It's usually how is Addison doing. Oh. And then I, I never know I'm how sorry. to answer because I'm right here. I'm sorry. Yeah, we made it weird now, but we do that anyway. That's how we uh, spent most of the one show. Making it weird. Making it weird? Making it weird. I don't think we had to do anything to make it weird. Yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. So... We know you went to the one show. Yes. Me? Or are you the audience? Yes. Okay. And, yes and, we're improving. Did you anything else this last, uh, through the last week? Uh, I heard you, week. uh, you got your fingers a little dirty on the KLR. Yeah, not a whole lot. So, um, I've got the list together. People have heard this. I need to make an order. Sure. But it's been really bothering me looking up there at the motorcycle and kind of getting things ready that the plastics are in bad shape. Um, it sat out for a good portion of its life and didn't have a garage. Uh, now it's parked under a carport or undercover and it wouldn't uh, get any UV oxidation on it. But uh, it started uh, kind of scraping that off, sanding off the old oxidized plastic, getting it down to the nice clean good plastic and then i'll have to buff it but started uh started doing that on a couple of the pieces seeing how well it could look can't look any worse than where i'm at i mean i've never done anything like this but i have a pretty good feeling that it's going to turn out great looking at the results that i have so far um and then as i increase uh the grits per inch i'm gonna it's gonna even look even smoother look very nice so i'm pretty excited about that kind of playing with how i uh no major modifications to how it looks, but a, a few things that I've kind of taken off and been playing with a little bit, seeing how I want it to be set up just for me. I figure I might as well take full advantage of this. This bike isn't going to go down really in value, and me doing things into it isn't going to affect it any, I don't think, at least, as long as I'm not affecting the full function of the motorcycle. I think if it's functional and you can bring it up a class of style, because, I mean, nothing against the, the KLR. What are but you the styling on it's a bit outdated. Sure. So if you can bring it up a little bit with some of your tweaks and some of your additions, yeah, I think it actually would increase value. Not sure. as much as you'd probably spend doing that, but if that's what you wanted anyway, well, it would do well, nothing but help. Some of this is kind of like doing a license plate and taillight tuck, right, to some extent. Sure. Right, and, and nothing major, but kind of getting rid of some reflectors. It's also got, for passengers, got the pegs for them. I, I'm never going to really have any passengers on there, and if I wanted to, they're just two bolts and one nut, and they're back on, but kind of reduce a little bit of weight there. Um, and then looking at maybe doing something different for the headlight, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Thinking about it. Maybe some handlebars. doesn't really need them, but I think it would just be nice. Sure. Take it up a notch. And there's definitely some opportunity there. Right. A lot of the times when you look at the custom builds for the KLRs, and there's not a lot out there, but it's been done. Uh, they use um, gas tanks from a Honda or yep. something, and then they throw it on there, put a different seat on it. And, it. and it can look very nice. I'm not saying otherwise. 
But uh, I don't know to what level I really want to go. What, the main thing for it would be to get a running, right? But I while agree. I'm sitting here and waiting and trying to uh, get things ready for that, I want it to look decent as well. And the oxidized plastics was getting pretty pretty sad. Made it look like it, it was a 40-year-old motorcycle that had been abused. And I mean, it's obviously an 18-year-old motorcycle, but uh, a little bit of elbow grease and it's going to look nice. What about for yourself? I know that we went to the One Motor Show. We're going to get into that. But uh, what have you been working on? Anything fun? Not too much. Been riding. Yeah? What'd you ride? Weather's been good. That new uh, Stripple's been a lot of fun. Stripple. So you you got to get on it a little bit on the way in here, I think you mentioned. Was it... Uh, was it Were the roads pretty clear when you came in? For the most in? part. Were they? Wasn't too bad. Mondays are always easier. I don't know. Everybody rolls in when they feel like on Mondays. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, coming around the roundabouts into... Uh, you know, the off-ramps that are a full 270 coming off of the, the highway from mm-hmm. 14 to uh, 205. They, uh, yeah, coming around there, man, I'll tell you that. I, I think I need to do a track day. Because it's just, it leans so easy that I don't know how far I can go. Like, the bike just wants to lean, keep leaning, and it feels like I'm already up against the road. Which I know I'm not. Right. Well, it's you're that. used to scrambler or anything past what I mean, I would have hit the... pegs, yes, yeah. today in a heartbeat. And right. it was just natural. Like, it wanted to keep going. And I'm like, no, 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 we're good. I'm not ready for this. So there's definitely some, you know, some learning for me on that bike. It, it can ride harder than I know how. So okay. I'll need to uh, kind of get used to that and dial it in and, and understand what it can do. Um, you know, for now, that's good. It gives a healthy fear. Yeah. Of, uh, of death and destruction. Right. right at your experience level. So. And then take it up a bad. notch by doing a track day. I like it. But the track day, I think, would allow me to know, I mean, not necessarily know the limits, but understand where the comfort zone should be on that bike. Right. And we've talked about some different track day opportunities uh, around the, in the Northwest and Portland area. And so, do you know where you want to go? Yeah, I think, uh, so there's a group, a number of guys that you, you know, we both know that yeah. they ride with MotoFit group okay. out here in, in the Northwest and they, they end up picking up ORP, Oregon Raceway Park, which is kind of down south of the gorge. Uh, I mean, almost, almost getting to be East Oregon. Um, not Eastern Oregon. It's same thing. It's Eastern Oregon. No. I can't hear you say East Oregon. East Oregon. No. Eastish Oregon. I can't handle it. Eastern-ish. Est, Oregon. Carry on. Nonetheless, good track out there. It's got a lot of corners. (laughs) It's not overly fast. So, I mean, although the top speed on the bike is more than I've ever had, it's, you know, it's a small displacement bike. So not being a fast track is probably good. There's some elevation changes, though. Elevation, a lot of corners. Good scenery. They have pretty good uh, environment, good crew that you're going to be going out with. Yeah. Um, so that's I the know plan. You've been offered a pretty good opportunity to be able to go to one of these. So I think it's awesome that one of us at least is I, taking advantage well, of it. By then you should get your KLR and come out. Yeah. I mean, it would be okay out there. I get it, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure out what kind of tires I want on it. I've figured out a lot of different things. Fair. So if I want to go out and do a track day, I kind of want to have something maybe a little bit more set up for it. And obviously the KLR is not ideal, but it could do it. I get it. Absolutely. I get your point. It could do it, and you'd have a lot of fun. I would. I would. 
I think, you know, they've, I think this group ends up being more sport. That's probably most track days are more sport bike oriented, but I've seen a lot of track day groups where the green group will have, you know, sportsters and adventure bikes and right full of whatever, right? The, the green group is you, you don't have to have the specialty gear. You just have to have gear. You have to have, you know, a DOT approved helmet, you have to have a jacket and pants, but you don't have to have a full race suit. You don't have to have, you know, knee sliders. You don't have to have all of the Snell ratings that you would need for the fast group. You don't need that, you know, for an actual race. Mm-hmm. For the green group, it's just you're there to have fun and get better on your bike and try to, you know, do more than you can on the street in a much safer environment. So, yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yep, that's definitely in the uh, short list there. But just coming in and basically every time I ride it, it's, I remember or I realize very quickly that, that bike can do more than I'm comfortable with, so sure, which isn't a bad problem to have. Now, uh, get into what you wanted to do for your KLR. I will say I showed you those photos of the KLR custom at the one show. Okay, what you know who the that? builder's name was? I don't offhand. Okay, I was just saying it would be a nice little throw out. Maybe you'll look it up while we're going. It looked pretty good. There's definitely some modifications to the frame. I could see some opportunities to take on some of the things that they did there. I mean, the swing arm looked the same. It does have uh, what appeared to be a custom shock. I wasn't sure about the front forks. They looked maybe like they were from uh, from another motorcycle. But, you know, it, it is pretty cool. I like seeing it mostly because I have a KLR uh, 250. And you don't really think of that being something that you could... Uh, mod up but um i thought it was nice i i got excited about the one last year i think that people could go back and listen to our um one moto show a discussion from 2019 and kind of hear a little bit more about that but um it's just uh it kind of sparks the imagination on what one could do to the point that i made earlier i uh, for me it's most important that i just get the motorcycle going but I do want to update, I want to do something to it, and I think that there's an opportunity once I know that I've got the mechanics back, it's running the way that it should be, I've done a few couple little things to it, but once that's all taken care of, then I want to take it, and I actually do want to kind of build it up. I don't see myself getting rid of it. I still want to be able to go off-road with it, so it's kind of important for me to have the right setup to still be able to do that. I don't think it's the right bike to set up just for street riding and i'd waste a ton of money trying to get it to that point no i I just want to do a few things that take it to a personalized level make it fun make it exciting to get on and maybe have a discussion point with some people but not be a show queen of any sort well that's i mean i think the finish the paint job and everything on that one was was pretty nice um but you know at the same point it still had factory suspension as far as i could tell um still had you know had different bars, but it still had spoke wheels. It had the Metzler, yeah. uh, sorry, not Metzler, but the uh, Anarchy 3, Michelin Anarchy 3s, which are, you know, a 90-10 off-road tire. So it definitely was set up to still be able to do dirt roads. Yeah. Um, but definitely wasn't as aggressive as a stock KLR by any means when it comes to off-road. Uh, but sure. looks significantly more aggressive and cleaner for, a, you know, street bike. So yeah. looked yeah. fun. Looked good. But that gets into the one show here. What uh, what were your thoughts? Let's let's just do big picture. Uh, I think, what do you think? I think it was pretty awesome that they had it at this venue. That we had the um, 
that they had the flat track racing there. I mean, from a just top level view of what was available, there was a lot going on. You know, it's uh, in Portland. There's a lot to go around. If anybody's traveling here, there's a lot to go and see. Uh, there was a lot of people as you got there that were excited to be there that had either gone to the morning show or or um, were there for the first time. Maybe they were going to be out there doing some uh, just watching the races, um, but uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool to have that going on. I I have some qualms about it, but I'll leave that. I mean, what were your perceptions? So, kind of big picture thoughts on that for me. I, I it was cool to be downtown. It was much more accessible venue. Sure. Uh, for parking, for transit, whatever you wanted. However, yeah, we you did wanted park to get and there. ride there, right? Yeah, we did park and ride there. Yeah, we yeah. parked and ride. Yeah, yeah. I'm confused. The uh, but it was a good venue. Um, I mean, realistically, so the lines were massive for the afternoon crew. Uh, you know, you get there and you just see what four or five lines going way back, uh, which gave the impression that it would take forever to get in. But I will say they filtered through pretty quick. Yeah, we kind of found this other dog leg line that still got in somehow. Anyway, well, that was yeah for what we got. We'll we'll get into the issues there. Um, but the lines looked big, but they still filtered through okay. There was definitely more people that were showing up at certain times. I don't know if that was due to the flat track or or what, because it was a bit different. And how it ran. But my my big thoughts are that it, I don't know that it was better or worse. It was just different. Okay. As a show and with everything going on, there were parts that were better. I liked having the flat track there, but the track had issues. Yeah. Um, you know, the show was different. We'll get into the specifics of that, but, but maybe that's what we should do. Let's break it down. Um, I guess getting in. So what I did- think it's awesome that they've gotten to this level. That they continue to make it bigger, to try to make it bring in more, more bikes, more events. They were talking about even bringing in motocross, right? Like that, they're they're trying to look big picture. How can we make this a phenomenal experience for the people that come? I love that. Yep, I love that they had this set up like that. I loved what I was able to see while I was there. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, there's definitely some opportunities for improvement, though, and I think that that's just some of the hurdles that they're in. So, I mean, what were what what, what do you you well, wanted to get into? So, I guess starting off, well, our plan, just so everybody kind of knows what we oh, were sure. doing, our plan was to go and and do just the whole Saturday afternoon experience, right? Yeah. Show races, possibly concert, and then to go hit up the two show, right? If possible, and I don't know if everybody knew about the number two show. I know we mentioned it briefly, um, and we'll get into all the details as we go on. But, but that was the plan. And so we showed up and basically quickly found out that the afternoon all-access passes were sold out as of that morning at about 8 a.m. Yeah. So. I thought I didn't know what the guy was talking about. I, I thought he was kind of joking with me or something. No. He was very serious. Yeah. And that was interesting to, to one, have it sold out. I mean, with the lines that you could see out the door there, it was clear that that could be true. Um, compared to the pickle factory, the line was significantly bigger. Right? Oh, I don't pickle remember. Factory, I, yeah. Okay. Now, if you go to the afternoon sessions and and see all that and do all that, what you see is a line that goes out the door and around the corner, but it's basically single file, maybe double wide from buddies talking to each other, but a pretty thin line that runs, you know, a couple hundred yards. Sure. And this was basically four hundred yard lines that were, 
you know, five people, six people wide. Sure. Uh, just crowd hordes, four hoarding lines that just went way back. And one of the lines went, I mean, cut the corner and went another hundred yards the other way. I don't know why that was the only one that did that. And it made no sense why everyone kept lining up in that line. And they didn't know there were other lines if you go further down. <laughs> we were in that line, but we were in the middle where it was basically equivalent to the other lines around it. But there was yeah. a ton of people still flying. Yeah, like, so way we out were in that weird dog leg. Yeah. Yeah. It made no sense. But the total number of people at the door seemed pretty massive. So I wasn't necessarily surprised when they said they were sold out. Right. Based on the, the line I wasn't saw. that crazy. So I got there just a little bit before you, though, and there was maybe a couple hundred people there uh, out front. It didn't seem like it was. Okay. Us standing around kind of waiting for you, us going buying our tickets. We could have been in line a lot closer, but we didn't just jump it. Okay. Right. So so it, it started, I mean, when we got there, it wasn't like people had been there. There was no line, really. There was maybe one person in front of me to get a ticket when we bought tickets. Okay. Yeah, and that's how it was getting buying tickets, I think. I think the pre-sale worked out very well for the venue. Sure. Like a lot of people pre-purchased their tickets. Come to find out the fees there were basically the same as the fees online, so there was no benefit to not pre-buying. Yeah. Um, I still don't understand how fees work on tickets, but this is not an isolated issue. This is any show for me. Yeah. Why there's a Why handling fee to buy online. In general? Yeah. But there's also a handling fee to not buy online. Yeah. Uh, it seems like if you buy online, there's no one handling them. I, I don't know. Anyway. That whole thing confuses me anyway, but nonetheless, they sold out. Right. So we get in, and a couple people, despite what we bought, a couple people within the group were able to either just be handed the all-access pass, despite what the tickets This was very showed. unintentional. This was not them intentionally giving people sure. out the wrong yes. tickets. I understand. But it, it was just the way it was done, people were able to get into the show within our group. Yeah. And, you know, but without having that access pass. Basically, and it was both intentional and unintentional in getting into the show. Yeah. But the idea of how that was run, we were still able to see the show. So I was able to see the show. Right. Despite what was sold out and what was not, there were there were obviously access available, but Brad was not. So we'll get into that as we go. Okay. But that was a big disappointment to me in the show. Yeah. And we'll get into the details why as we talk about the show portion of it. Yeah. Why that's such a disappointment to me. Um, even though I was down there, it was still a disappointment. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, but first off, we all got tickets to the races. Yes. So what did you think of the races? I thought it was awesome. Having never been to flat track racing, I thought that was really cool. I did appreciate that even though I didn't have the VIP access that allowed me to be able to go down to the main floor for the show, that they still had bikes around the Coliseum. On the level that we were at, where I could actually go and see a few different items. Talk, there were a couple vendors. There was obviously a bar up there if people were interested in that. Um, saw Archimoto, just, just a random thing. I can't say that I'm super excited about the product, but just cool that it's a local product. Um, so and they're trying to do something a little different. We've got plans to, to have a discussion with them Okay, in the future. So we'll get more into that, but it's a pretty cool trike basically yeah it is it is um and so looking forward to that we've got uh there there was a gl up there we found something like the gladiator that was pretty cool um uh there was another bike that we thought was from last year what bike was that that we that was incomplete the last one yes the Moochie Mookie, I don't know how they want us to say it. I'm sorry if we butchered that or if I butchered that. Yeah. But they had their, uh, what was it, EX 
300 KTM, but fully customized. That thing's... I, we looked at it and saw the bones of what could be amazing, and turns out it was. I mean, yeah, we all stared at that. It just you'd never know it was a KTM without, you know, reading the details of the bike. Sure, yeah, you know, we we had to read the VIN and start going into it and really look on the frame and what was left of the frame and on the engine to understand what bike this started as. Yeah, yeah. it was a pretty impressive build. That was really cool. Yeah. So what did it start life as? As a three hundred XC. Okay. Yes, okay. 300. You definitely know your KTMs. Yep. Yeah, I, whatever. It's like you have one, maybe. Yeah, I have an EXC. They're different. Okay. They're different now. This is the, the baby brother of those. But um, but the work done on it was pretty phenomenal. Right. The metal so there were some bikes the plastic up there. molding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one it was nice to see the finished product of that and how cool that bike was. But there were plenty of bikes upstairs. So the, the concourse around the top. Was really well done. A lot of vendors, yeah. a lot of food, a lot of you know merch, the kind of things. Yeah, that so it wasn't the end of the world they were make for money those. On. I mean, they still wanted people to be able to see something. You were at the show. That was the main event, I would say. But debatably, maybe the racing. Regardless, okay, so that was kind of what the atmosphere was like. Then you go in there. I mean, immediately when I was buying tickets, the sound was just phenomenal. You're hearing those flat track bikes just... In and there, the idling, bikes. running, and the other bikes that were in there, and it was just, it was, it was pretty loud. Yeah. You definitely wanted to have some hearing protection. Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you, Buyer Works, for that. Yeah. Um, but, um, definitely loud. Added to the ambience of being there in a motorcycle, you know, based venue. So then going in and watching the races, we got to watch some qualifying a little bit. I think they were running a little late. Watched a, a lot of um, main and final races. It was it was actually pretty cool having not seen it. Now the qual with the flat track racing is is that the dirt and the mud in the track was not what people would typically say a flat track would be would would appear, nor how, how flat track bikes would be going around it. Yeah, that, so that's my my concern. Is I I thought the classes were awesome. There were a couple of obscure classes, a street bike class. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, the fifty cc basically kids class was awesome to watch. Yeah. Um. You know, you had your your Mini vintage, bikes. your vintage bull taco specific. They had they had a lot of really cool setups going on. Right. Uh, with regards to the classes of bikes race, and that were fun to watch. The electric mm-hmm. bike was cool. Electric motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Zero, Zero set up a bunch of bikes, put some professional drivers on it, and let them go around. And that was pretty awesome to watch. I really, all of the we racing get itself into that one a little bit cool. more, the Zero, the Zero we can. But anyway, okay. Um, but I agree. The, the problem was is it, the dirt did not seem right. And I, I'm not by any means a track aficionado. I don't know how to build a flat track offhand, but it seemed like it was fill dirt trying to run the course of clay. Yeah. And it was just getting chewed up and rutted. And then by the end of it, it really looked more like a motocross track. And then they'd have to till it down again. Um, but you'd end up with weird ruts on the corners that were very motocross-esque. You yeah. would end up with, you know, weird whoops coming into the corners from braking that was bouncing and just making it worse every time somebody would break down it. And, yeah, no one, there were a few guys, I mean, granted, you know, this went amateur up to pro. And, you know, you'd see some of the pros get on in the qualifying and then they're, earlier heats and they'd be trying so hard to get sideways to keep their speed around and the bike would just catch an edge somewhere and try to you know high side the, the rider i mean it was yeah. it was dangerous to ride it 
how you would normally see flapjack running. Right, right. Everyone was basically coming in hot, trying their hardest to lock up the brakes, basically stopping, making a quick 90 and hitting the throttle. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very interesting to watch. Um, still fun. Still a lot of people out there. Still good racing. But it didn't seem as flat track as much as circle track motocross. Right, right. You know? Um, nonetheless, good time. I think that would be my big criticism or my big, you know, room for improvement would be higher quality dirt. Whatever that means. I'm sure there's plenty of dirt people. Dirt prep or maybe... Yeah drier or whatever whatever it needed to be more clay less what whatever the case was um yeah i would agree that that would be nice to get figured out and i think that the racers would want to have the same just yeah, because think... uh it seems like in the past years when they were in salem right during the same time that it was actually a pretty good track i mean that's set up it's a dirt track already set up the the base core of it is is hard pack already yeah you know, I think that's the issue is they basically trucked in however many truckloads of dirt to make this track. And, uh, you know, and I, to me, it looked like fill dirt. And you made the comment, Brad, that, you know, it looks like the same stuff that motor or that Monster Jam might use. Right. And it's very likely that that's what it was. The Coliseum had a contractor that already brings in truckloads of dirt, and that's who they went with. Right? Yeah. What do you need for your show? Oh, you need 15 loads of dirt. Then we got it. Yeah. It'll be here. Yeah. You know, and and that's the big concern I think that I had was that if that were improved, it would have made. I mean, it would have doubled the fun. Sure, I think. Nonetheless, still, I don't feel gypped. I feel like it was a great show. Yeah, it would have been an excellent show. If the track, I would have loved to have just seen true flat track. Just two guys, you know, basically knees knees to the ground, fighting for position. Yeah, where you could go wide and actually keep your speed. So there were multiple lines. This, there was one line that was already carved. If you weren't in it, you were getting bucked off your bike. Yeah. And and that was unfortunate that it was, it made for passing, I mean, almost dangerous in certain spots. It just didn't see as much. Yeah. I mean, you saw a little bit, but only when somebody was excessively slow, yeah. right? Or And I don't mean that in a bad way, but somebody was significantly slower than you'd have it going around. If you were... About the same, there was no way that you were going to be in an easy position, yeah. but you, definitely made some for some dangerous moves, and yeah. some people kind of got put out that were leading or in first or second, and there'd be some showdowns, and somebody would be off the road very easily, and they'd be done. Yep, and it was, I guess that's that's fair. If you either you either got the whole shot in one, or you were able to pass when somebody bobbled on a straight. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah. So, and that, that's fine. Still racing, still fun. But that I, I agree that could have been improved. Um, otherwise, yeah, the classes. I think I think the highlights for me were were the ones we've discussed. I, I very much enjoyed the uh, the electric motorcycles, the kids' fifties, and I actually really uh, everybody likes Super Hooligan. I mean, those guys know what they're doing, yeah. and they're they're going hard. Um, but that that's got to. I mean, that's why that's the main event at the end. Yeah. But the electric bike, I, I agree. I know you wanted to get back into it, so let's do that. Was was entertaining. It was. So I got, I'm kind of excited because these bikes have been set up for it. They didn't just take a bike and go out there. I mean, these are bikes that people have modified and to go out there and to do flat track racing. Cool. The heats are short enough. You should have plenty of energy, right? That's not an issue. You can get into it. Um, so I was, I got excited about that. And then right as those bikes are starting to get going, all of a sudden you have, and they, and these are electric bikes. All of a sudden, you can hear all the bikes that are warming up and getting ready to come out, and they are not electric bikes. And so all you hear is the drone drumming of the um, 
internal combustion engines of all of those motorcycles sitting there ready to go. Now, of course, they got to warm up their bikes. It makes sense. But for this to be the first national electric flat track race, I was a little disappointed that I couldn't, we couldn't experience what electric motorcycles would be like as flat track racers. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It would have been very neat to silence the other bikes and just ha- just hear the whine of the electric motors, right? Of the gears. People shouting. Yeah, all of that atmosphere. It would have been different. It would have been very surreal. I thought it was a missed opportunity. That's missed opportunity one for me. That's fair. And I think that would have been very neat to just not hear anything, right? Yeah. And to that point where the winner at the end began, you know, did some burnouts in the middle on the pavement. And it was very weird for me to hear, right? You don't hear anything but a small buzz. Yeah. And this guy's, you know, literally burnouts in circles. Yeah. Burning his rear tire. And, you know, there's that much power with not, you yeah. know, the Almost typical taking sound. out the CC Motors owner. If anybody remembers <laughs> yeah. this, they would remember yeah, saying Yeah, about it. got tore there. But um, nonetheless, it was it was entertaining to, to see that at the end. And I think if the whole race were that way, where all you heard was suspension and and a little bit of motor wine. Yeah, I actually kind of liked the wine that I heard. Because you could kind of hear it. Yeah. I think it would have been cool. I agree. To, to have that going on. Because it was it was very around. interesting. It was very cool. So I, I agree with you on that. That would have been neat. Nonetheless, I was impressed by the racing on those bikes. I think the weight, the yeah. way you can set up the suspension for that weight, they did. They performed well despite the bad terrain. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was interesting how well they performed. Yeah. And I think that class will take off. I think so, too. Because the heats aren't, like you said... There's not, not really any flat track racing that's more than 20 laps, and there's plenty of power juice in those batteries, even the small, lighter batteries. Yeah, at least on laps. this course. I don't know if it was a little bit smaller here, but but still, you'd have enough juice, even if they reduce the number of laps for just those, and I don't think they'd have to, right? But you definitely have to have some sort of means to charge or swap a battery if you're going to be doing a lot of heats. I mean, it just depends. I don't think that they did any qualifying for those because it was just that yeah, set know. of five I bikes. Think, yeah, I think I'm right. assuming they just would have already, maybe they're already competing on another bike. And Zero brought the bikes, you know, ready to go and put the professional riders on Was them. it all Zero, though? I think that a couple of them there were There was purchased. an Alta. Yep. And, and I thought another one. There were there were some that were modified and looked different. Yeah. They, yeah. And there I were, don't know were, were both versions of the Zero. Right. It was so, cool. I, I, I liked it. Was it. Fun. I thought it was fun that we got to experience that to see it. Didn't get to fully experience it though, and that's, that's the only that's my that's my quality. I know <clears> that was I'm one of it. one of my highlights as well was that race. Um, but getting out of the super racing. bikes were crazy. Yeah, just because I don't know, it wasn't like it was super exciting. It was or almost fun. comical. It was just that the guy was sitting there and, and just revving it out, but never shifting, just in first. There was that one. Yeah, it was a KTM. That, yeah. We come around and every straight was just full throttle off the limiter. Off the limiter every time. And it, it was entertaining. But even coming around the corner, I mean, those things, you know, they'd hit the gas and even try to be smooth or whatever they were doing. And it, I mean, the rear tire was just. Oh, this looked like. Over. Some of them looked like people's nice bikes that they just brought out. And so uh, they were hardly like. They were just driving around. I know the Icon riders for Icon Motorsports also contributed a handful of those. I think most of those ha- were Icon bikes. Okay. And Icon's a Portland based, you know, accessory company. Sure. That does a lot of stunt riding and cool stuff like that. So. Yeah. They were basically donating, donating, no, donoring, donorizing. They were letting loaning people bikes. That's loaning is the word I'm looking for. Donorizing. Yeah, donorizing, which is the same thing as loaning. That's how yeah, you define their sparkle, it. Their uh, sparkle farts. Uh, yeah. Icon makes a lot of sparkle farts. 
Right. Especially the stickers, the kinds that uh, Bumblebell likes. I know. He loves them stickers. Definitely. But, and, and there was a couple of them, just, you know, finishing off that conversation about those. That, that There was one that he was driving pretty slow, but you could see he was getting into it. He was starting to get more comfortable yep. riding this bike that's definitely And that was one I didn't see in the icon stickers. I think that was one of the few guys that's like, why not? I'll throw my daily rider into this. Yeah. You know, yeah. so of course. I'm pretty sure the KTM wasn't a daily rider. Though. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely pretty um, uh, rigged up, Mad Max, a little bit. So, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, seeing the little kids out there, that's just exciting knowing that they're getting out there. They're definitely uh, just having fun. You saw some really young kids out there, and all the way up through the ages, there was a women's bracket um, that uh, was pretty competitive, had a little bit of a tough time for those that were there. You can remember it, getting a good, clean first lap, first corner, whatever we want to call it, and not having to restart over and over again. Um, but uh, was was just fun seeing that. People getting excited and wanting to get get out and, and do and the track was perfect for the kids. I mean, the, the size was. of the track worked well on the 50 cc's. Yeah, yeah. They were able to basically rip it to full throttle to max speed just before the corner. Yeah. Kill it and go, you know, and, and that was fun to watch. I enjoyed that a lot. In fact, uh, my six-year-old was all about watching those videos when I got home. Wanting to get into it next year, so we'll see where we're at. You mentioned it while we were there. I want to see him out there. it would be fun. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see what that happens, but... Other than that, so the racing was fine. Okay. Uh, the concourse, like I said, was set up pretty well. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, but, Brad, what did you think of the show? I, the one show itself, downstairs. You know, I was really hoping that you would tell me about that, because I didn't get to experience it. It must have been crazy busy. I mean, they were sold out. It must have been lines to look at a single bike. Shoulder, you know, people brushing against shoulders and not being able to actually check the bikes out. I mean, I know I I showed you the camera roll and you saw that. I mean, I couldn't get one clean shot, right? There were so many people. (laughs) Now, this is another one of those pain points I think that we had. Yes. If they're sold out, and that's fine. If you're sold out and you can't go down, then so be it, right? Right. But so I had the opportunity to go down anyway. Um, they gave you a wristband. They gave me a wristband. They gave you a wristband, even though you didn't buy it. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Okay. But I wasn't going to complain either. Right. You had a wristband, and you didn't so I had get it wristband. by stealing it or anything like yep. that. You didn't flip your wristband over to show because yep. the color differences were you could almost flip your wristband and get in. So I, I had a wristband, went down, watched, uh, or didn't watch, looked at all the bikes down there. And I guess, to Brad's point, the entire time I'm there, there was no point. I went down for about two hours. Yeah. Maybe longer. It felt like a while. You were there for a while. So I apologize for that, Brad, leaving you upstairs. But uh-huh. they were cool bikes. I got to watch racing, so it's not that um, big of a deal. Nonetheless, not a single moment there where it felt like it was any more than half capacity. I mean, there was room everywhere. All there... kinds of room to walk, look, take pictures. I got a picture. They had a Lincoln Continental, a 66 Lincoln Continental. Big old boat of a car, suicide doors, cool car, right? Yeah. I could get whatever pictures I wanted of this thing that took up, you know, 14 motorcycle spots. Yeah. There was no, you know what I mean? There wasn't anybody in the way looking at the bikes around it. It was, there was enough room that everybody was happy to move away while you took a picture in a very natural, non-like, come on, dude, I want to look at this bike way. Yeah. Which is not, I mean, the pickle factory, it's shoulder to shoulder. And if you want a clean picture, especially in the afternoons. Yeah. You have to ask or get a buddy to hold people off. So you can get a clean picture of a bike. Right. Um, yeah. You know. there, even with us going to the morning last year, 
there were many times that I had to wait a minute or just say, oh, I'm going to have somebody else in the photo. And I, and for yep. me, it was more just being able to remember the bike that exactly. I'd seen. Right. But still. You know, I was it, just, I was very surprised for being sold out and being so difficult to get down there. How open it was. I mean, there was so much room down there and I don't know the logistics. I don't know what was told by the. You know, the, the Coliseum might have had some rule on capacity. I don't know where it came from. Well, first of all, I'd like to say, good for them that they sold out, right? Absolutely. That they, they met where they wanted to get, right? Sure. You always want to sell out. And whether that be from the Coliseum or, or from CC, right? I don't know. Whatever the case was, they, but the capacity they was knew in order tickets. to meet, uh, you know, you're trying to make a certain amount of money to cover the cost for the building. And you're also going to have a cap on, well, we can't go over this for whatever reason, fire codes, wh- whatever the reason may be. They met it. They got to it. That's awesome. It was a big enough highlight event that people were there and buying the tickets, whether they showed up or not. They did. That's also fair. Right. Uh, so, so I think that's really good. I just think it's a missed opportunity because I go in there to buy a ticket and I spend a certain amount of money and I'm disappointed. It's still a lot of money to go and watch the races. And I can't go downstairs, and I would have paid more for it, right? That I would have paid a little Absolutely. bit more money. I we maybe I would have uh, had dinner there. I don't know. Probably not. But still, it was just like there, I think I could would have done a little bit more. There was a lot going on down there, and we'll get into that, I guess. But yeah, so that that's the first first concern. I mean, there's a couple of other concerns as I talk about it, but it was disappointing that everybody couldn't get down, yeah. despite the fact that there was more than enough room for everybody to be down there. Right. And um, from what I remember from the Pivot I mean, Factory, to your point, the horde there was of eight of us. More... There was about eight of us total in this group. Yeah. We could have all been looking at bikes together and still been fine and not in anybody's way. I mean, that's how much room that's there just was. That's nuts. But there was, a, you know, our group could have been a big ball of people moving from bike to bike and not really annoying anyone because yep. there was so much space. So I'd love to see that fixed next year or at least have an understanding of what 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 is and going on. In fairness as well, though, it was kind of nice to be that empty as a patron. I sure. was there. You know, as a patron, everything. isn't that like a person that's paying? I guess that's fair. Okay. As someone with a ticket down <laughs> to go see it, a wristband to go see it, the, uh, you know, the, it, it was nice to be that empty. So if that was intentional, so that, because that's always been a complaint in the past, is how hard it is to look at bikes, how hard it is to get right up a close and personal some of the bikes because of how right. many people are there in the afternoons. So that's an intentional thing. At the same point, we've So to limit now, it, so that way I can't go. But so the people that also we could have bought tickets pre-sale. We could have. We saw them before they sold out. We had the opportunity, and then when we went to pull understandably the trigger, so, even before. But when you're going to have an event that's in downtown Portland, and the intention is to get people to come there, and for people to keep on inviting others, yeah, come on, let's go, let's go, right? Let's go check this out. This is going to be awesome. And then you get there, and the, you can't even get in. In fairness, we had three people that weren't necessarily planning on going to the so show. So this is the thing that, that was frustrating that I saw while I was there. Right, is I'm in line regarding this topic. Dad, some guys, some dad had purchased a ticket, all access pass, and then goes there, decides to bring his kid, and can only buy a vi, only buy a pass to go and watch the races. So now he can't go in and go down with his son and go look at the bikes together. Two dads in that situation while we were there, and that was only one instance of a few people in the line that we were in. Where they were not able to go and enjoy it as a family. I was a little disappointed to see that. But I will also say the fact that it was empty makes it more family friendly. Because that's one of the issues I've never... If your family can get down there. That's fair. But you'd have to pre-buy all of them. 
But that's one of my issues that I've never really wanted to bring the kids to the pickle factory because it or in the previous venues where it's even busier. I don't know if you I don't think you went to the ones prior off of MLK, but man, they were like friggin' packed. Well, it's not like going to the RV show where you tell them to go and just go t- wild and go that's jump fair. on the beds. And, and that's what I mean. Fun. Right. And so when it's that packed, you're bumping into people. People are bumping into you. You don't want to worry about where's my kid, right? You can get lost in the masses very quickly. I understand. Whereas there was open space here where, you know, if you were three people away from them, you could still see your your kid. So right. it Lesson was more learned, family we friendly. We will buy tickets in advance and next that, year. That's what I'm getting at. We it, talked about it, but this was something we just bought them on the way in last year. It wasn't a big deal. Didn't matter. If they really wanted us to be able to do a little bit more and both see it, they could have offered us tickets for free for us to be able to attend. That's also Some fair. Sort of a press pass, you know, would have been... Uh, um, we would have accepted, I guess, you know, but yeah, uh, if we had year, to, yeah, if we had to, um, we'll see. But that is one <laughs> thing that I didn't see a lot of, and maybe it's just because it's behind the scenes so much, but there wasn't a lot of coverage. There was, you know, there was the event staff and the press staff, but that looked very much curated through CC. Yeah. Didn't look like they had, you know, press mm-hmm. passes for other podcasts for, you know, everybody was buying tickets, which is fine. I mean, that's. I'm going to go either way, but a lot of the bigger shows, the IMS, the, uh, what's the big one that I can't remember the name of it now that that runs once a year was in Vegas two years ago, or was in Vegas last year going back to Cleveland. But, um, you know, they, they do a special room basically down in the, the lounge areas for groups. And, you know, there was a big group of podcasters. That ran that one for the motorcycle community that were in there. Mm-hmm. All got invited to be there. You know, obviously get yourself here however you can. Pay for parking. You're on your own. But you can get in the door and have a little lounge area when you need a break. And it was, you know, they kind of catered to that opportunity. And I will say that that show exploded last year when it was in Vegas and had that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've never seen so much press on it. Which makes sense, right? Suddenly you have press that's invited to be there. They're going to. So jump. you're saying that miss, that's missed opportunity. So I think number that three. might be, and it may be something that was there, and we're missed just, opportunity number three. We're just not aware of it. But I think that a lot of that would have been after, maybe not after hours, but at certain opportune times. I think if we'd been there Sunday during the awards when you had other all the builders there as well, I think that would have been another um, time for seeing a little bit more of the press as they wanted to be able to state first. Who had won what? But uh, I mean, have you seen any articles come out at all? Not yet. It's kind of surprising. But, I mean, I've seen articles. I saw news items and everything from Thursday. I think there was press invited to help hype the show up more, but nothing really post show yet. I'm sure we'll see things and it'll come up, and I'm sure we won't be the only podcast to talk about it. Someone else was there, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Motorcycles and Misfits were there last. They year, were there last so year. Shout out to sure. them for. Traveling all the way out here, I thought that was pretty cool. We yep. didn't get to meet them, but I know they did a couple of the same interviews that we did. Yeah, we ended up hearing some of the interviews. They they do a great job. Um, you know, I, I don't know Phil and, and his crew over there in Cleveland Moto were are going to be there this year, but I know they've mentioned the show before. So you know, there's another uh, other podcast that you know people listen to, including us. That uh, you know they do a great job and that we're, that are at the show. I was just surprised not to see a presence of that at all. I'm not sure just they, a podcast, I'm sure they but were media there. in general. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. But it's, uh, yeah, so that was interesting to me. The lack of, of volume of people was very nice, but confusing when they were sold out. 
Um, I wasn't complaining that there weren't a ton of people, but it was it was frustrating that you and others couldn't. That part of our group couldn't. The whole get down there. point in having a larger venue is so that way you can maybe have some more bikes, but you can fit more people in and not have it be as crowded. Now you're getting into my second love hate relationship with the show. Oh, there were a lot more bikes, which was awesome. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see them. Yeah, a lot more bikes down there. At least it seemed like it. Maybe they weren't, but because they were all in one room, right? The Pickle Factory, there's some upstairs in this room and that room. Well, it's cool because you keep on like, oh, there's another room. Oh, look, look at this. And this was kind of all just... There's a barbershop in the back. Displayed in there. What? And that was cool. Um, But the caliber of motorcycle this year, on average, was significantly higher. Okay. So Um, some of my quals for last year and the build quality, not that I was hating it. I just was surprised if now, anybody remembers there that There were still a few. A lot of the older bikes, there's definitely more allowance on how that's restored, how that's built, how that's customized. Um, there, there were a handful of, you know, more new bikes. We kind of talked about that last week. I saw a lot of newer bikes that were very customized, very well done. Uh, you know, the new BMW 18, 1800 Cruiser. The R18. They had a Roland Sands, the R18. They had a Roland Sands custom version of that, which was basically a paint job. I mean, the bike's... Pretty awesome as it stands. I'm sure that there was a few mounts and you know reflectors and some of the the required stuff that isn't quite as pretty was removed. But basically, just a, a really nice example of that bike. Um, some you know BMW 1200s. Some there was there was a handful. I thought you said there were some Indians of newer bikes, and then Indian again was the main sponsor. Right. And I, so four RTRs as you're coming in from the front. Uh, just sit there. All I, uh, sorry, FTRs. Woo, ready to race. So, bunch of though. There's four of those exact same spec out front. So it wasn't yeah. quite the same scout couple premiere. against the wall on the inside too. Yes. Um, you go downstairs. Couple into the middle of the track. Yeah, yeah. Couple in the middle of the track. Uh, you go downstairs, <laughs> and initially that's their big display where they've they're doing tattoos. I don't know if they were free or paid or what was going on there. Yeah. They were giving tattoos in the middle of the floor. And then they had a couple of new challengers as the kind of posts for the show. You walk in and on either side is a new challenger engine. One of their new uh, cruisers. Really good looking. I got to say in person, they're pretty cool. But it looks very Harley Bagger with Indian's personality. So it is definitely a direct competition for that. Yep. I think they're doing well. But the power, the the motor in it, powerhouse in it looks great. It looks good. Good engine. Good, uh, clean looking bike. A lot of kind of different tweaks on it with regards to mirrors. We'll get into kind of these details next week, I think, uh, just for the sake of time. We'll sure. have to do bike-specific conversations next week. Oh, well, fine. Because yeah, it's gonna be me we're already looking you. at 45 minutes. <laughs> um, Sorry, guys. Well, we'll go over the pictures and all of this. So as we lead into next week, just we'll talk about it at the end, but you can check the Facebook page for Slacker Moto. You okay. can also check the Instagram page for Slacker Moto. And you'll see these all getting posted. Um. And yeah, well, basically, I'm going to do a bike a week or a bike a day this week. Oh, sweet! Um, so you'll see kind of a detailed description of what I thought of these bikes each day. I'm looking forward to it, and we'll go on from there. But nonetheless, the uh, the Indian bikes were right there. Kind of the big first big section was 15 Indian bikes. Okay, and then it was just interesting to me that peppered throughout the other displays of restored bikes and customs and and these bikes that are really well done you'd find a new indian randomly peppered in and uh, it was good advertising and it was cool but it was it was it was much it was a bit much indian had 
Last year, I liked that they had the runway, the ramp, the loading dock was all Indian bikes. Right. With a couple of customs right in front of the loading dock, but the loading dock was them. Well, but I've heard somebody else state that it wasn't as obvious this year as it was last year. Do you think that was the case? It definitely wasn't as obvious that they were a bunch of new bikes. They only had like three you could sell. No, but the Indian was a major contributor. Do you think that that was the case? Because last year Ah, you saw it it as you walked through the gate and there's like 20, I don't know how many of the scouts there were out front. Uh, multiple containers. Yeah, I will say that container setup last year was phenomenal. Man. It was awesome. That was one of the coolest displays I've seen. Yeah, but seen. they were all different. That's, That's what, what I mean. bugged me. That's why I said that all the FTRs that I saw were the same. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying, that I, I thought last year's display was just excellent. Yeah. I've never cool. seen anything like that, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah. That yeah. they just bring these containers, fold the tops up, here's our display. Boom! Uh, yeah, it was right? pretty... You pretty, walked in, there was a lot cool. of classic bills, and then they had that ramp. Coming up, that had the FTRs, a couple more scouts, a couple that you could actually sit on. So this, I think it was just as clear, but it wasn't as clear what was a factory custom and what was brought in. And now you look at them and it's pretty easy to tell when they don't have the tag on them, the one Moto Show entry tags. Yeah. Or if they do, it's an unnumbered tag. And they There all was the no same... you can sit on me sign? No, there was none of that. There was, basically it was very clear those that were not to be sat on were on the same pedestal that all the other bikes were on. And they had... Three, maybe four bikes that weren't. They had a bobber, a scout bobber, a scout, uh, one of their chieftains, and an FTR. Which people were sitting on. That you could sit on. People were sitting on. Yeah. Most people were not. It was not. Even the ones out front, I was surprised. Most people did not want to sit on. There was a couple people that would come up and I'm going, these are set up here in such a way to be tried. And that's what, so, and I knew that getting on my, uh, so my dad was there at the show with me. And he, he was? is interested in the scouts. Oh, he must have been listening to me. Yeah, he loves what you talk about. He, he, in fact, he's told me many times he wishes you were his son. Okay. But... Uh, <laughs> I'm a little worried now. But uh, nonetheless, he likes the scouts. And so, yeah, I just told him to throw a leg over, of course, without permission from anyone. Because they're sitting on a kickstand in the open floor. Yeah. That, to me, says try it out. It's a new bike, a dealership. Not a dealership, but the manufacturer's there. I've never been to a show where the manufacturer's like, don't touch our bikes. Right? We brought these just to look at. No, you want someone to buy these bikes, that's why they're there. So we were doing that, and, you know, the lady there had no problems. Um, but it was very There was clear. a lady there? Yeah, running around trying to get your phone number. Oh. Yeah. For business reasons. Let's clarify that before we get too far. Um, I've got too many questions about it. Not, not about the lady walking around looking for your number. <laughs> But in general, about the downstairs, I don't know where we're going to end this. I, I think we could go on for another hour very well, easily. Well, we will next week. We're going to have to pick this up next week. Because we I'm like, a... OEMs there? Did they have a so spot had... that was all the Indians that you could go to? Did they have a booth? Did they have bikes set up? So they didn't really have Did a anybody booth? start up a bike? Because I, no. I talked about that last week. I would love to hear some of these bikes run. So it's a little bit of a disappointment. Understandably, we, we can't really do that. But they didn't even start up the FTRs that were in the middle of the floor. Anyway, I, I could go on. I'm, I'm yep. a little... I, I thought it was awesome. I'm not saying that it's not a great show. I just... There were some missed opportunities, yep. and I'm a little frustrated, and you keep on talking about all these bikes that you saw, and I didn't get the opportunity. You you didn't even let me look at any of the bikes until today, so I'm a little PO to you, too. Good. You should be. Oh. It's half the goal. We'll talk about the bikes in detail next week, but basically... Fine. The I'll caliber of builds it. and each builder, if you are were a bigger builder, I mean, granted, Roland Sands was also one of the sponsors of this event. Yeah, I saw him. Um, yeah, we did see him there. But uh, nonetheless, you know, there there was 
seven or eight bikes from him, right? From his company, okay. custom builds. Uh-huh. You know, historically, sure. you'll find a big company, Classified Moto, brought one, right? Right? Brought the uh, the F or the XSR nine hundred last year. Yeah. But they do, you know, fifteen awesome bikes a year. Yeah. Right. And Roland Sands had one or two. You know, you end up with these at the Pickle Factory in the older venues. You end up with these big builders getting the same number of bikes as your local builder. But in this this year, it was definitely if you knew what you were doing and already had a name, you could basically set up. No, I don't think that, that was the case. I think it was the big sponsors. The That's ones fair. that were the big sponsors, and they were definitely one of them. That's RSD fair. up there, right beside um, the event name and everything else. It was definitely yeah. part of it. But nonetheless, I, it wasn't just that. There were other bikes throughout there that were multiple from the same builders. Sure. Um, the high caliber bikes were presented as such and displayed in kind of their own little areas. It was definitely more of a polished show. And again, I don't know if that was good, bad, or indifferent. But it was different. Okay. I, I uh, Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Sure. It was okay. different. It didn't it have was. the same feel and vibe of being, these are local dudes, these are guys learning the trade, starting up, and this is where you show up when you're starting. But there were those bikes. There's a lot of guys that I know, that I've talked to, that I've had conversations on Instagram or wherever, that I've talked to these guys, and I know their bikes, and I saw them there. That This is their first, quote-unquote, show bike, or really big show bike, right? Yeah. Um, so the, it was still had that in it, but was definitely a more, not an industrialized, but a much more mainstream version of that. Um, so definitely, you know, it, the show changed in the same way that the venue changed, is what I would say. I don't think the Coliseum is any worse than the Pickle Factory as a venue, because you can have the flat tracks in it. It was just different, right? Yeah. yeah. And so the show was the same way. It changed. I don't know that it was worse. It was just different. I Beyond thought it was that, still a really cool event. I just didn't great event. get to... And we're going to go next year. This yeah. isn't... We, yeah. we said this, and now we didn't say it on the air because we don't want to be that guy. But we talked about that if, if this new venue blows, this will be our last year. Yeah. And it did not. It did not yeah. disappoint. We were happy. Oh, we'll be back next year. But I yeah. thought it was still great. But it, it only disappointed due to the ticket sellouts, really. There were other things that could be changed and that we would advise change on if we were set advisors we are yeah. not this is just grain of salt right? right take it for what it is and we hope that you know tour and yeah, my intent is to tear listens. it apart it's just that there were some missed opportunities and i think that's my constructive feedback in the end but it was the first year at a new venue yeah and that's I okay that was good yep I thought and that's good. okay there, there's some forgiveness for there's that there's some people because... that work their butts off to make that yes. work and i appreciate it thank you so much that's exactly what I'm i saying. want to have that thrown this is out the there. first time it's there and now we know we were able to see and my hope is that this feedback as, mo- as well as other feedback yep. is heard and next year we can take it and really capitalize on that venue because there are opportunities at venue that could be phenomenal oh yeah i mean it was already awesome it could have been phenomenal and that's okay because it's the first time there learning curve still a bigger better show in yep. in size than it's ever been so and obviously it's sold out so no harm no foul right Right. Now, you know, if we don't fix some things year over year, which already sounds like the plan is to do so. Yeah. Based on, you know, Tor was down there announcing during the the races and mentioning his kind of dreams for growth. I think we'll be fine. I think next year will be another awesome party and it'll be great. Beyond that, um, you know, so so next week, I guess not beyond that, but we'll we'll get into it next week on specific bikes, on, on our thoughts, on... Kind of more the more specific things about the show, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't. You know, we're already at an hour, and I don't really want to <laughs> blow into a two-hour episode here. Uh, however, 
I will also say I had the opportunity to go to the number two show, which I know sounds just as bad on the air as it sounds in my head as it I looks know. on paper. I know. But it is a real thing. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I think uh, we got time. Week. I think we got time today. We've got another five, ten minutes. Let's, okay. Let's okay. Okay. This out. okay. So it was pretty late when we finally left. We decided to stay all the way to the end of the races because, I mean, I'd paid all this money and I could only see the races. So I'm going to stay there. <laughs> Sorry. I just had to throw that out again. I, I don't blame you, man. So so I get on and uh, I'm, we, we ride back on the TriMet and we talked about maybe going. And I wanted to go to the, to the number two show, but I didn't have to go number two. So... You ended up stopping there on your way home. Um, what did you What did you think? So I gotta say, I'm I'm I'm. I don't know if "sad" is the right word. I'm glad I went to the one show, and it was the only time I really could. So I'm not sad, but I I wish I could have done both. I wish I could have split into two people for an hour and set myself for an hour to the two show because it was really cool. The bikes there were much more. It was the feel of the one show ten years ago. Right? Was it? And Did that's you go to the very for. first? I've been one? the first, but I've I went seven years ago. Okay, and it was very similar, smaller scale. So I gotta assume it just always grew a little bit. The one show did, yeah. Um, so it would have been about this, you know, 10, 15, 10, 11 years ago, whatever it was. Um, but it was a lot of really cool customs and restorations that look like people still ride them every day. It was so a bunch that's of the thing bikes. that I'd heard talking to a couple of the other guys that it was a lot of just. Normal bikes. There was, wasn't a lot of customs. Now, were there some customs? There, there? were definitely. Uh, and now, when I say custom, I'm talking like what you, me, or Bob New Rider down the street could do, right? We're talking bar and mirrors. We're talking a custom gas tank. Okay. We're talking. You know, we're not talking cut. I mean, there were a couple that were clearly done up. You know, as hard as you can sure. without being a show okay. bike, being a daily version of the Gladiator. Okay. Right. Um, but it was, it was neat to see cause it was guys that have, you know, customized a bike in such a way that it was theirs, mm-hmm. not in such a way that it was something you would put in glass in your living room. Okay. Right. Um, but it was, it was cool. Like clearly bikes that have been ridden that, that have been loved, that continue to be ridden and loved, uh, bikes that, that had a lot of history, uh, okay. bikes that had history a lot, among a lot of the people that were there, uh, you know, it's a free show. The, the, I heard the bands were, depending on your taste of music, great or loud. <laughs> I did hear loud. <laughs> depending but on if you were into I that music. I know who gave you the loud yeah. feedback. Okay. If you enjoy that music, it sounds like they were really good. If you don't, then it was just loud, but that's okay. okay. It was a party. The one show was always that way, even last year. Yeah. right? You, you only have to go back to the Pickle Factory to know that the one show always had kind of obnoxiously loud music. Yeah, I never got to hear any music. Maybe because I wasn't invited in to go and actually... Check out the the band at eleven I didn't o'clock. Check any of them out this year. What are you talking about? I don't know. We could have. We could have. We could have seen uh, if you could have this year. But you just said it was a party. I'm just saying that what we don't know. That's fair. I didn't have the opportunity to see. Nonetheless, the I don't know the the number two show was done pretty well. I, I'm impressed, and it's definitely on the calendar for next year. Right now, that is one that it looked like there wasn't a lot of room when you showed some pictures. Now there wasn't, and I was there with almost and no bikes one there. Were Parked pretty tight. So they were you they were really lined up. Exam- they were lined up like the bikes in my garage, okay. which is too many bikes in a small space. Right. You know, there was I mean? a couple hanging. I actually thought that was kind of cool. I it was very well done for what it was. I was very surprised because it's basically a roofing company that gave access to their storage barn. Oh, right? okay. And they took everything out of there, put it somewhere else, and let them store b- put bikes in there for the show. 
it was awesome. It looked like, like, I had to ask, like, is this the normal clubhouse? Because it was the Flying 15 yeah. club that ran the show. I assume this is where they hang out, and it's just the roofing company is a ruse to keep people out. Yeah. But no, it's really a roofing company. <laughs> and they cleared everything out. You would out. ask that. I but it was it was pretty impressive. Oh. The way that they had it displayed was very cool for being just, you know, what it really wasn't every day. Yeah. Um, I was impressed. A lot of fun bikes. It was really cool. Now, I got there at midnight, and the party was winding down to basically just the club. Uh, but I'm glad I stopped in, saw what it was, so I know next year it's a it's a don't-miss experience. Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling it was going to be good. Should have so, made it. And I, I heard, we've heard mixed reviews. Uh, nothing bad, but just between it was really good and it was okay. The other reviews I've heard. But okay. nobody seemed to be disappointed. And I don't know how you can be with a free show. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, no one loses with a free show that has motorcycles. Everyone wins. It's just well. There's supposedly there was covered motorcycle parking if you rode. There in. was, and and the night was so beautiful. It would have been great for that. Yeah, to ride in. That's kind of so. Next year, I'll plan and the that day around. Kind of became part of the show by riding your bike in. It sounded like and that one show was always that way. It's the pickle factory too. They'd always put the motorcycle parking right there by the line. Mm-hmm. And as you're walking down the line, waiting to get your, buy your ticket. You're looking at all everybody's yeah, Well, bikes. last year there was like six inches of snow or something like that. Well, it That's depends right. on where you were. But uh, there was there was a few people riding. But I think I definitely saw a lot of people and heard motorcycles as we were um, sitting, getting ready or waiting in line at the one moto show this year. So people rode in as people well. People rode in still. Yep. I saw this a lot of people carrying helmets. But it, uh, you know, all in all it was good. The other thing I wanted to say about the one show. So the two shows was great. Recommend it, and we'll be there next year. Yes. Um, in fact, that would be an awesome show to maybe do a live recording. We're trying to work on that yeah. technology this year to get some of that going. I mean, the technology yeah. we have, the know-how to use it, we're still learning. Um, but we'll, we'll work on that. Nonetheless, the uh, the one show, I will say it was interesting being down at the show while the races were going. The insulation down there, the thickness of the walls, whatever, it was not loud. It was not loud downstairs? The motorcycles were not loud. And that was very interesting to me that it felt very secluded. Really? I didn't mention this, but there were other rooms. There was a vintage room, and then the Folsom had a room for their... They, I don't know how much they paid to be a sponsor, but they had an entire room of coats and bags and whatever. Um, and then there was an arcade room and a tattoo slash karaoke room, which is, you know, the two things I always put together. Tattoo yeah. and karaoke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but throughout these rooms, it, it definitely had this feel of people that didn't want to be at the races. I would go into each of these rooms, and, and not everybody. Obviously, there were people there for the whole show. Mm-hmm. But it was a different crew down there. That there were people that were just hanging in the arcade room. That were just hanging out, getting tattoos, or listening to karaoke. That it, it was interesting to me that that was a thing. Because there was racing upstairs. And I had no interest, after I looked at the bikes, to hang out there. I want to go watch the racing. Right. Well, and that was, if you bought a ticket for Saturday afternoon, you could Everything do you want. both. If you got the all access, you get all access. And there was a time upstairs watching the races that it, the, the stands were definitely full, or I would not say they were full by any means. But there was a good amount of people up there at about 7 o'clock, and then towards the evening, I mean, a lot of people had left by the main heat, man. The very was final true. main heat. It which is, is a little disappointing. I mean, we didn't even watch the... the, the uh, Awards going out, which would have been nice, but it was getting pretty late, and they were talking about us getting kicked out anyway. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know what the, the fees were, or how that works for them, or what they actually had it rented for compared to when they said, but the whole thing ran about two hours long. Yeah. So, I think they were looking to, to clear that out so they could get, you know, get off their, their dues there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
Nonetheless, great show. We'll get into the specifics next week, so join us then. Oh. Uh, follow us this week on Facebook, Instagram. You'll see, uh, you know, Slacker Moto. You'll see a lot more details that'll lead into what we'll talk about next week. Bikes, bikes, bikes. That's right. More one show talk, uh, and you might even find a few pictures of my new street triple. Oh. But uh, <laughs> you can non- skip those. Nonetheless, thank you for uh, for listening. Please uh, rate, review if you haven't already. Share with your friends so they subscribe. can subscribe. Subscribe. Click the like button. Uh, that's not a thing on podcasts. I'm pointing, I'm pointing yeah, at it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Man, we are. We, we should go YouTube on this. But uh, check out our Patreon page. Uh, we yeah, again at, for a dollar a month contribution, it really helps us keep the lights on. Yeah, and yeah, we're uh, really looking to get that we going. keep this going indefinitely, or at least until y'all tell us to stop. And uh, otherwise, we appreciate it, and we will see you next week. Until next time, right on. Mm-hmm.